0: Dirk, I know you're only back in Liverpool last month, but how does it feel to be back at this event today for the LSU Foundation?
1: Well, it's always uh, nice to be back. Like you mentioned, uh, it was nice to be back for the Legends uh, match, but today I'm back in Liverpool, and always feels nice to be back. And also for a very, very good course, it's uh, lovely to see these children having uh, the time of their lives, having a great day, and also get mentioned about a very important thing: is that you know how to recycle uh, plastic.
0: And you just touched on there the cause that you're here for, the partnership work you've done with SC Johnson. Just tell us a little bit more about that and kind of why you've decided to get involved with it personally.
1: Well, I think um, LFC is doing a lot of good work on the pitch, but we also can see, uh, especially today, that they're doing a a lot of good work off the pitch and the partnership with SC Johnson is just amazing. It's just uh, great how they're doing the work around the, the stadium to to get the supporters well-known about what they have to do with, with plastic and how to recycle it. Um, I think they're one of the best in, in, in the league also about uh, that situation. And it's also always also nice that we're uh, doing together with uh, the SC Johnson uh, this day-to-day to make children of the age of six till eight years old, make them well-known that it's very important uh, that to take care of your uh, plastic bottles and to recycle them just for a, for a better world.
0: And we saw at the end there, you gave away a couple of tickets from Sunday's Merseyside Derby. You played in numerous Merseyside Derbies. You also scored in quite a lot. What does what did the Derby mean to you, obviously as an overseas player? Did you grasp how important it was to the city of Liverpool?
1: Yeah, you can already feel it the week before. So we are a couple of days before the Derby game, and uh, just once I, I was landed on Liverpool, where I came from Amsterdam this morning. You know, people are already talking about the derby game, and it's it's massive for the city. You know, you've got uh, uh, families; the one is for for Liverpool, the other the other one is for the Everton. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's just a great game and a really important game. And you know, beside Liverpool is playing so many finals the coming up month uh, in four uh, different competitions or three different competitions. Uh, this is also a competition on its own and. Uh, yeah, I, I used to play these games. Uh, uh, thankfully, I won more than uh, than I than I lost. But you know, for Liverpool, uh, it's a, uh, and the city it's very important. Liverpool will, will win again on Sunday.
0: And you had a good scoring record against Everton. You know, I think you got six or seven during your time here. Yeah. Was that a game that you did? Did you automatically raise your kind of level for that, or was it just instinctively? You know just played better against Everton or was it something that you thought, right, we're playing Everton, I've got to score, I've got to be the man for the big occasions?
1: Well, I I was used to play these kind of games in Holland with Feyenoord and Ajax and when I came to Liverpool, you know, this this game together with the Man United game was one of the most uh, important games of the season So, and and I loved these kind of games the most, you know, when when everyone is fully up for it, um, so I really enjoyed it and uh, I was happy to score important and vital goals. Um, I scored goals at home and at, at away and it was just, you know, it's, it's just a great memory and uh, you know, hopefully we're we having great memories on Sunday again.
0: And what was your favourite derby moment if you have to nail it down to just the one?
1: Uh, well, if I have to go back is that uh, that one that I scored two penalties and one specially in the extra time and somewhere in between I, I tried to kick somebody and uh, thankfully I didn't get the red card but yeah, that was such a special game uh, for me, uh, away game as well, and to celebrate this winning goal in the, in, in the injury time with, uh, with the away fans was uh, something I never will forget.
0: I'm moving on from the derby next week, Liverpool play a Champions League semi-final against Villarreal. There's a, there's a Dutch player for Villarreal that you know, is very exciting this season, we saw him in England last year for Bournemouth, uh, Dan Juma. Yeah. What can Liverpool expect from him, what kind of player is he, you know, how exciting is he and, and what threat could he pose to Liverpool next week?
1: Well, Dan Juma is obviously a great player, um, and uh, I think Villarreal did a great signing with him. Um, I think the Liverpool fans have seen him playing uh, in Champions League against Man United, and he showed uh, a bit of his skill, but he's uh, technically very, very skilled, but also a quick player. And um, I think Liverpool need to be careful for him, because especially in the counter-attack, uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's very strong and he can be very dangerous.
0: And just touching on the Champions League again and the time kind of you had under Benitez, you know, Liverpool got to many quarterfinals, semi finals, and even a final. There's the 2007 Champions League semi final where you obviously scored the winning penalty against Chelsea, but the one thing I just wanted to touch on is is that really iconic image of Benitez during the penalties, sat down with with his legs crossed, you know, on the halfway line, probably the coolest man inside Anfield. Was he always like that before big games? Was he always cool, calm, and composed? Or what was he like in the dressing room?
1: Well, Rafa was always the manager who was uh, well prepared and uh, he was always a man of the small details because he knew it could make big differences and uh, yeah, I, I didn't see him sitting on the ground uh, during that game or during the penalties because I was too focused on uh, taking my own penalty but he was a, a great manager for us and uh, I think uh, yeah, he, he, for me he's one of the best managers I have ever had and he's also a great manager in the history of, uh, of Liverpool. And
0: speaking of managers, earlier today Manchester United uh, announced that uh, Eric Den Haag will take over from next season. Um, you know He's a, a manager who's earned a, a big reputation over in Holland. What, what can he bring to the Premier League next season and, and should Liverpool be worried about his appointment?
1: Well, uh, ten Haag is a really good coach uh, and he has some experience now. He built up his career uh, step by step. He started uh, at the reserves of Bayern München, then went to uh, a bigger club uh, in Holland, Utrecht and also uh, managed Ajax, and he did really well, um, not only in the league, but also in the, in the Champions League. I think he, uh, he's probably uh, one of the best coaches uh, around now. So, um, it's pretty interesting how he will do at Manchester United, but uh, I think uh, Peter Schmeichel said it well last week in the, in the media in England, that you know there are uh, bigger problems for United than only chasing uh, the managers. So, uh, hopefully for Erik ten Hag, um, uh, the structure of the club gets better as well so he can perform and for me it's okay he perform well uh, as long as Liverpool do better.
0: <laughs> and speaking about Manchester United, it was only 48 hours ago that Liverpool put in that fantastic performance and, and won 4-0 at Anfield, Luis Diaz got on the score sheet and he's been such an electric signing since he came to Anfield in January. I just wanted to know as a striker and kind of from your opinion, obviously you played with Fernando Torres and you, you two had a really good partnership and it almost seemed at times that it was just telepathic, you know. You, you just kind of hit the ground running straight away. Is that something that can happen as a striker? Because we know that Diaz doesn't speak the language of yeah. you know, Salomane and all them, but yeah. you know he's able to connect with them on the pitch and, and you know have this blossoming relationship.
1: Yeah, no you can speak the language of football and when you speak that language, uh, it's pretty easy to understand. But I think <clears throat> I said before how important Diaz is uh, for the team and how special it is that he coped in so well since, uh, since his arrival. He's been in a, a new country, a new culture, new team, new coach so he has to learn the tactics of the team but he's settling in uh, very quickly but um, yeah someone else, uh, someone else also mentioned about um, uh, the other two Manet and Salah. It's also pretty amazing uh, how uh, Manet uh, is, is managing these changes in the team because uh, he's, he started on the right when he was coming. Then he went to the left and now Diaz is playing the games on the left, he's starting to play central and still doing great jobs. And I think it's the do- togetherness you know, of the five attacking players, because we also have Jota and Firmino, who are very important for the team. Um, the togetherness of, of, of scoring as many goals together, but also defend very well together. I think this is the, the biggest strength um, of Liverpool and probably Liverpool has the best uh, attack in the world.
0: And you touched on Salah and Mane there, they've both got just under 18 months left on their current Liverpool deal, probably be nearer to 12 months by the time we finish the season. How important is it that Liverpool tie them down both to new contracts?
1: Of course it's important to keep your best players and I'm sure Liverpool will do everything they can to get hold on of these players. You're always looking to improve your squad. But uh, if you Liverpool Football Club, you're also trying to keep your best players, and for me, Mane is definitely one of them. And just like I said, he's scoring goals, such an important goals, such in an attacking role, very important for the team. But also, even last week, I saw him, you know, defending, uh, tackling, sprinting back, and that's that's uh, how Jurgen players loves uh, loves his players.
0: And hopefully next month, Liverpool being a Champions League final uh, in Paris, and, and that could of course be against Manchester City. Obviously, you had the the rivalry with Chelsea during the kind of Rafa Benitez's reign in the Champions League. How does the mentality sh- shift when you play a team so often in the Premier League, but then you play them in European competition? Is there a shift in mentality, or do you view both the games as the exact same as you would if it was a league fixture?
1: Well, of course, there, there's changing something if you play an opponent opponent more than than two or three times in a season, and that's happening with Liverpool and City now. It's just know, managing with, with, with the situation and it's very interesting because we already see two very good games between Liverpool and City. In my opinion City was a little bit the better team in the Premier League match but obviously in the FA Cup uh, semi-final Liverpool showed uh, what they uh, uh, are a cope of and um, yeah we have to see how, how they manage the next game but every, every game is a different game with a different tactic sometimes a different player so it's just amazing what a, what a high level these kind of games are, because I didn't see uh, better games than the Liverpool City City for Liverpool games this season. And if
0: Liverpool are to, to get to that Champions League final, one player that is going to be key is Thiago Alcantara. Obviously, we saw his display against Manchester United the other night. And, you know, just how does he compare to some of the players you played with? I mean, he's got a, a lot of comparisons to Xavi Alonso. Do you see those comparisons or do you just think they're different players?
1: I think they are slightly different. And uh, I'm very happy for Thiago because in the beginning, you know, he need a bit of time. What is normal in in, in life and in football, to just to adapt to the system, to the to the team and to the to his new players. But he's he's playing such a great football. And um, you know, before he came, he was one of the the, the best midfielders in the world for me. But now, uh, how he's playing on on the level he's playing against top top sides and performing week in week out uh, for me, he's he's a. Uh, the best midfielder out there at the moment.
0: And just finally how do you see Liverpool's chances of completing that you know, that quadruple that everyone's talking about? Do you think they've got the they think they've got the squad to do it? Do you think they will do it?
1: Well they they've got the squad to do it. They've got the uh, the players and the managers uh, to do to manage it to do it, but it's just, you know, small details will will decide uh, will decide whatever they they win the quadruple, or or, or, or maybe only the, the Premier League or the Champions League, but you know it will be amazing and very well deserved if Liverpool can uh, achieve it all.